0: Cheryl Selman, and welcome to The Love Code. Thanks for joining me for another wonderful, inspiring, uplifting conversation. And, you know, I always like to say I, I so enjoy doing these podcasts, especially The Love Code, because this is a show that really is all about the spiritual dimension of our being. And it's always uplifting to have these conversations because it's here to remind you of the power we have, of our connection to all of life, to the true healing essence that we are, and that true connection to love. So I, I trust you'll enjoy another wonderful conversation and we'll be listening every week. I'm here every week on Progressive Radio Network. And by the way I have another program on Progressive Radio Network called What Women Must Know and that's every Thursday at four PM and What Women Must Know is a a show that is all about health, healing, uh, well-being on many levels. So all these uh, are, all these shows are great opportunities to continue the journey of self-discovery and empowering ourselves with the knowledge and the wisdom. And um, I want to um, just just jump into our conversation today because I have such a, a fascinating guest. Today I'm talking with Tammy Billup. and um, Tammy is a holistic practitioner who has many gifts. So 22 years ago, after her mother and all three of her animal companions returned to spirit within a few months' time, she suddenly had access to seeing, sensing, and feeling energy. Tammy then embarked on a deep inner healing journey, and in turn, the many medications she was destined to take the rest of her life were no longer needed. Tammy is now a celebrated international authority on healing for both humans and animals. She's a certified interfaith ther- therapist, award-winning author, and healer to the healers, and she's a pioneer and global educator on the animal-human relationship. With two award winning books on the subject and two proprietary masterclass courses. Her thir- third book, Animal Way Showers, The Lightworkers Ushering in 5G Consciousness was just published in November. And that's what we're going to be talking about, The Animal Way Showers, The Lightworkers Ushering in 5G Consciousness, which is a fascinating topic. And if you're not quite sure what that book and the message is all about, well, then stay tuned, because you're in the right place to be inspired and to um, just really embrace the gift of your animal companions, if you have them. And if you don't, appreciate animals in your life, and however they may appear. So let me welcome Tammy to the show today. Tammy,
1: it's a pleasure
0: having you on The Love Code, and welcome.
1: No, oh, thank you, Dr. Cheryl. Happy to be here.
0: Well, um, you're an interesting person, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Um, I don't know if anyone has told you. You probably get told a lot. But, uh, you know, being able to have these gifts always makes life such an adventure,
1: doesn't it? Oh, my gosh, yes. I wasn't quite so interesting before the last 22 years. Now I'm wondering what I did before then.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so well, we are all here to discover. Um, and, and, you know, when, um, when I do these conversations, I, I always find it so fascinating to learn about the journey that my guests have taken. Because we all have had a journey to take us to the place where we are experiencing our uh, true spiritual purpose and our gifts and the, the healing powers that we have. So I would love for you to share a bit about your story. Obviously, from the brief bio I did, you had your own challenges early in life. And, and I think it's so important to share the journeys because in my life, as I look back, those most challenging times, those times that seem to be the darkest, where we feel there's no light, <laughs> no way out, are often the points of profound transformation that reveal to us the greater purpose in our life. So I would love for you to share a bit about your journey, Tammy.
1: Happy to. And you just described what happened to me, <laughs> by the way. In that I definitely had this. You know, at the time I called it a rude awakening, because it was a very difficult period of time. But I think the backstory that that's I think prevalent to um, to where I am now is that. You know, I did the career thing. I had a lot of traumatic abuse growing up, and many different kinds of abuse uh, that um, very unpleasant. And so many, so many light workers have chosen these types of paths, I believe, to to um, experience a lot through contrast, as I say, because we learn through being abused how we don't want to be treated. And we hope at least, I say I think at a soul level, we're hoping to get that so that we can then um, get the lesson of being more empathetic towards others. But I was sick a lot. I I did this fabulous career thing, but I didn't let a lot of people get close to me. But my goodness, I let my animals get close to me. And they serve such a fabulous purpose for people who don't let two-legged people get close to them. So yes, the right around the end of 1999, my mother uh, found out she had stage five melanoma and, um, they gave her a year, a year and a half and it, she was gone in six weeks. And through her process, it was really interesting because I, I was not raised with any religious background whatsoever. There was never a church in my childhood. Um, those were where people that were good went and we weren't good. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> Seeing what she went through in her last six weeks of her life was just fascinating to me because she would all of a sudden go into this trance state, and then she would come back out of it and say, oh, I was just speaking to so-and-so, and I knew that person was on the other side. And they were no longer in body, and so I just started asking her, "Well, what was your conversation like?" And she, she would just share all of that, and I began to have this very spiritual awakening of, "Oh my gosh, there's this other realm, there's this other dimension that I didn't know was there." And pretty quickly after she passed, uh, like I said, like you said, all three of my animal companions, at six, eight, and eleven years of age, they also transitioned the spirit as if they had gotten me to that point and they could then release and almost immediately I needed a lot of help and went to someone and they said they did this alternative thing and I said I'm open to it I just want to feel better I'm not having a great year because all of these memories were also released and as soon as I got up from her table she did this um, you know energy healing work and I sat up from her table And I looked at her with utmost clarity, and I said, I want to do what you do. And I never had that happen before, ever in my life. I was always chasing someone else's dream or some dream I thought I should have. And from that moment forward is when I knew that this was the path that I should be on.
0: Well, you know, it takes such a, I would say, a, a profound experience of of loss, of loss, of the mm-hmm. world that you knew to uh, be awakened to the world that you were meant to live.
1: Absolutely. I mean, everything changed. All my beliefs changed. <laughs> there were Friends changed. My All my relationships changed through that pivotal year of great, great loss and remembering who I was, I think, at a soul level and what I really came to do. It was, like you mentioned or alluded to, that it was the worst year of my life, but it was also the best year because it catapulted me onto the path that I've been on and love what I do. I love this rewarding work. And now I'm just so blessed and grateful to get to share it. You know, when you've come
0: from that past and then you had that profound transformational year and you've moved on and do the work you're doing now. I I just I would imagine you look back and you just fill it with such gratitude for everything that has occurred because without everything occurring
1: you couldn't be where you are now. Absolutely. Undoubtedly, I'm I'm so grateful. And you can also see, you can connect those dots from even before that year as to all of these physical ailments I have. And so energetically now when I connect to a person or an animal and I can immediately feel what they're feeling and I'll know what it is because I've had that in the past. <laughs> you know, oh, that's gallstones. Oh, that's, you know, I just go through the gamut of, of lists and it's, I can just see where everything connected you know, as it always is for everyone, you know, we're, we're guided every step along the way and to be able to have that level of awareness and look back and say, I can see now why I needed to have that experience and this one and that relationship so that I could learn from each of those things to, um, rebirth a new me. And we're doing that all the time, aren't we? We are. And that's such a
0: profound statement to make and to share with Uh, all the listeners now is to to understand that everything that we experience in life, no matter how we judge it in the moment, is really designed to be a gift to us. But we may need some perspective and hindsight and time to be able to fully appreciate what we are experiencing, especially when it's unpleasant or when we judge it, or it's emotionally challenging. But I'll there will come a time when you look back and you're grateful because it has led you to a greater place within your own being, your own purpose. And it's always good to be reminded about that, isn't it, Tammy? Because when people are having challenging times, we don't, we we can't see like we're lost in a dark pit and we don't see any lights. Nor do we ever think
1: there could be ever any
0: lights coming right. in. But um, but but always there will be, always.
1: Absolutely, there will be. And it allows us to, to even in the midst of it, when we learn that reflecting upon these things um, has proved um, helpful for our journey, then in the midst of it, we can say, okay, help me get to the gifts sooner, please. <laughs> help me get to the gifts of this experience so that it can be behind me. <laughs> and you can, you can detach a bit from it and begin to, to see where it might be lining up for the lessons that our soul wanted. So do you consider yourself a
0: medical intuitive or an animal communicator? How, how, how do you define yourself in what you do?
1: That's such a great question. Um, I, I really look at myself as um, a healer because I believe what I'm doing is helping people and animals get to the core emotional wound that might be behind behaviors or behind physical manifestations and I, I don't really look at it as animal communication, though I'm sure some clients would, would say that. But I, I get jazzed up about getting to that original wound so that they're going to be that long-term um, wellness that shows up. And it's not just a quick fix. And that's really
0: the essence of healing. is getting to the wound. Uh, I, I certainly understand that as, as a You know, as a psychotherapist and naturopath and being able to combine the many skills and techniques I've learned and being on my own spiritual journey, it's always so profound when that moment arrives in a person's life when they really have healed that deep misperception, I call it, from who they are. And then their lives suddenly transform and their health suddenly transforms. In a profound way, which is really the journey, which is why uh, you have to do that deep healing work of the womb, as well as take care of the body and the, you know take care of the physical on many levels as well. Um, I, I, you know, let's let's talk about your new book because that's it's a really interesting. Um, it's an interesting topic. It's a you know obviously interesting evolution of your work to talk about this. Um, uh, 5G consciousness, how animals, way showers are bringing us into the light. So I think we need to define a few things before we have this conversation, Tammy. So let's let's talk about 5G consciousness um, first and then we can go from there.
1: Okay. So 5G consciousness is a way of, um, well, it's 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 a tangible frequency. Actually, we know that we're living in a 3D world, right? And that 3D comes with these lovely human experiences, and a lot of duality and right and wrong, and and you know, yin and yang, and 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 really the 5D consciousness is what brings it all together. So it is a tangible frequency, a vibration, and we all have experiences of 5D every time we're feeling that beautiful gratitude or eyes well up you know and we're thinking about someone or we're laughing or we're creating or we're in self love and accepting and non-judgment that those are those are frequencies within each of those, you know, feelings, tangible frequencies within those. So that's living in 5D. And we all strive to live with more of those experiences where we are seeing that higher picture and knowing that we're all connected and living in that land of love consciousness more frequently we're all living these you know we're all humans so we're going to be dipping around in that a bit with every time we have fear we'll drop right back down into 3d but the goal is to live like our animals do with more greater frequency is to live in that higher vibration so that things are easier for us and there's less suffering and there's not duality and uh, i mean isn't that what we all want
0: uh, well, I think that is our true, true essence of who we are. Anyway, so yes, we're moving towards that. Um, so, so it's interesting that you, in your, you know, in this, in this new book of the the work you've been doing in your animal way showers, uh, ushering in the the life five G. What, what what brought this about? Tell us about how you um, arrived at this particular subject to share and some of the important things that the animals are teaching us at this point. Oh gosh, that would
1: you know, how long do we have? You're <laughs> <laughs> teaching us so much. Oh, you know, this this book, you know, my first book was really, you know, it was about the, the core emotional wounds of animals and people. And the second book was about the contracts we have, the soul contracts we have with animals. And those were kind of the, 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 the bones, Of my work. And then I thought, well, I don't have anything else to write about. (laughs) And I was fine with that. But then all of a sudden, the more I'm working with animals and their people uh, on their soul contracts, I just kept running into all around the globe these learning what some animals are doing at a higher level and how they're partnering with people. And I'd hear these fantastic stories about how this animal You know, always worked with this psychotherapist and she'd do these women's circles and and she would tell me the, how the dog went around to every female and would tap them in a certain place on their body. And I mean, these animals are ushering in a way of being. And so after, you know, years and years and years of meeting so many of these animals that, uh, and learning about what they're doing, for the humans around them and the animals around them. I thought, you know, I want to I want to share more about what the soul missions are of domesticated animals because I look at domesticated animals as being on the front lines of the animal kingdom's mission to raise the consciousness of humanity. And boy, that's a that's a big gift, isn't it? I mean, animals have have ushered in this way of being and modeled it for us for to emulate since the dawn of time. I mean, they have made dramatic changes for humanity. And so I really wanted to document more about what they're doing for us, what they're doing for us in the different levels of 3D, 4D, 5D, how the animal relationships we have show up in the different vibrations, and then and then maybe even dip more into how we you know reincarnation with our animals and how we choose the full path of the different animals that come to us you know are those things planned and I wanted to really give the overview of this extraordinary relationship that humanity has with domesticated animals and what they're doing for us so if it, it's it once once that came through, then all of a sudden the animals just showed up, and I knew which stories I wanted to share uh, and the gifts from that particular animal. There's many stories that I talk about in the book, and as I kind of sit and channel the energy of that animal as I'm writing it about that animal and their person – and the gifts that they brought for us. Well, then I'm giving an exercise from that animal for people to do on healing forgiveness or on tapping into their, you know, their soul group or whatever the gift of that particular animal's lesson is for the reader. And so it was it was really surprising to me actually that that this came through. But oh my gosh, it's such a pleasure to and honor to really have you know be the voice for these particular animals because they have much to teach people.
0: Well, uh, you know, you said so much there. I, I, um, uh, you know, the interesting thought that you shared initially was that the, our domestic animals, and by the way, I don't have any animal companions at this point. No one has shown up (laughs) yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, the thought that, um, domestic animals, however they manifest, are on the front lines of helping humanity to transform. is a, a fascinating thought to hold. Just that thought. I, I've never had that thought before, that they actually have come in for this purpose of teaching humans and they always have, I guess, but even more importantly now, at this point in our evolutionary journey, to learn these frequencies of of love, uh, unconditional love, and uh, the the just the, the knowingness that animals have. So, yes, yeah, and intre- it's so interesting to think of it in that way and, and perceive it in that way. So, so Tammy, I'm sure you've got lots of the stories. Why don't you share some of the uh, profound experiences and stories either that that you have had or you know of that helps to ex- explain how this is working
1: in people's lives? Um, sure. So I'm trying to think of my mind while I'm through that. <laughs> the Rolodex of the options right now. Yes, yeah, so many to um, choose from. Yes, there are. There really are. There's, okay, so there's, there's one dog that I wrote about in the book. Uh, his name is Bear and his, his two legged person, um, you know, was, had recently lost two animals and was looking for, um, was thinking that she might be ready as she had grieved many months, uh, to find a new animal and people kept giving her bears out of the blue. And, And it was one of those things where she, you know, she was just surprised that, you know, she won a painting and it was a bear. She didn't know it was a bear. There were all these bears coming at her. And then she found out about a dog that uh, needed a new home, that his dad was a trucker and he couldn't be home with him. And she said, what's his name? And they said his name is Bear. And from the moment that uh, Felicity met him, they were so – connected at a soul level there was a deep soul bond and many people who have animals and have multiple animals in their past they'll be able to tell you that there was one particular animal that made a big difference in their lives and it was especially hard to lose that particular animal not that they don't love the others but that they usually that animal is usually holding a higher vibration and came in to teach that person uh multiple things and to help them become more of their best self. And in the case of Felicity and Bear, um, Bear was very social. And he was a, he was a little 10-pound dog that they would put in one of those little halters in the front of her body, you know, or whatever those carrying things are. I have cats, so I'm not good on dog terms sometimes. <laughs> but people would come up all the time, and they'd immediately feel better, of course, getting to meet Bear. And she was an introvert. She didn't uh-huh. want to be around people. She had not embraced her life path, which turned out to be that now she's this beautiful uh, sound therapist where she uses singing bowls and flutes and all kinds of beautiful musical instruments. But she was petrified to do it because she's an introvert. Well, of course, she brought Bear with her, and Bear would go around and meet everyone so that and calm her down and helped her to embrace her new life path. And he was one of those dogs that literally worked the room. And five minutes before she would start her sound immersions, if you've ever heard of such, that everyone's lying on the ground and they kinda of go within. It's like a meditative type of of um beautiful experience. And Bear would literally, five minutes before she would begin uh, playing the bowls, he would go lay down in the center of the, of the room and hold sacred space and knew instinctively what each person there needed. And through their beautiful love partnership, she became her best self. And Bear's message that I think it was for everyone that reads the book He was really, really good at when they would go home from working. I'm doing quotation marks around working because they did a lot of therapy groups and everything where Bear would be helping others as well. When they would go home, she would need that cuddle time too as if, okay, now I want some Bear magic. And he would go off on his own into the other room and go meditate and and have to refuel from everything he just did. And he unabashedly would take that time that he needed to refuel. And I think that's such an important lesson for everyone and especially those that are light workers or doing any type of work helping others that you need that self love, that you need to take that time to replenish and refuel and just chill and unplug. And we don't, we don't give ourselves permission to do that. And to me, that what Bear wanted to share with the readers was give yourself permission to do what's right for you and refuel after you've worked. You don't have to keep doing, doing, doing. You know. And so I'm not sure I don't sure I I could go on and on and on, <laughs> but but that's one of the examples uh, that popped up in my mind. But I'm happy to share another one. Oh yeah, let's hear let's hear another one. Okay. um, a little bit different story. the next one that's popping up in my mind um, is a, is a dog that and this is more about how they can show up in the moment for their person. a little bit different type of message, but there um, another dog story so there was a a woman and she was getting ready to. Go through. She had made a decision that it was best for her to get a divorce, and it was a very difficult decision. And of course, they had a dog. Um, I think I think the dog's name is Angel, and so and they were and Angel was very close to her. You know, they were they had a very close tight relationship. And the odd thing that Angel would do was that every time that she would. Have uh, plans to go look at apartments. All of a sudden, she'd get her purse and she'd get ready to walk out the door, and the dog all of a sudden was limping and couldn't walk. And she would, oh my gosh! I mean, if you, if for anyone for their two-legged or their four-legged child, you would stop everything you're doing. Your animal can't walk. And she would take him and 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 rush, rush her to the vet. And the vet would say, well, everything looks fine. It might just be the breed and and just watch her and take her home. And they would get home, and she would set her down, and the dog was walking fine. And each time, though, right before she would get ready to go look at apartments, all of a sudden the same thing would <laughs> happen. And and finally she put this together, right? And, and she said, oh, my gosh, could it be connected to the fact that this dog knows exactly what I'm doing and doesn't want me to do this? And anyway, long story short is that uh, this dog saved their marriage because she ended up, you know, talking to her husband and they work things out. And, and they still to this day will say that Angel saved their marriage, <laughs> you know. And that's just one of them. There's just so many things that these animals don't miss a beat. They are working for you all the time, even when you think they're not. They can read a room. They are so living in 5D consciousness that they can walk in a room and know exactly who needs to go outside and play and who needs to chill and who needs healing because they're reading the energy of the room, and that is living in 5D.
0: You know, that's such an interesting thought to uh, share with people, and that is that to to look at your um, – animal companions like fish chain, we call them pets anymore right your animal companions in an in a new way that's not just having a pet you no know, you actually have this other being that has come into your life that has a very um unique way to perceive reality and to be there to serve you and that, that's a shift, right? That's a shift of perception for people towards their animal companions, is to see them in this light as almost, you might say, a, a healing presence or a healing guide in their lives. And, and, and I think this shifting that perception um, allows people to see their relationships with animals in a, in a different way.
1: Yes, and the closer emotionally you are to your animals, the more of a soul partnership you have so you're you're evolving together, you're on the journey together with great intention so so someone that might be listening, if you get really close to your animal, believe me, you've got soul contracts, you knew you were going to be together and and they're working hard on your behalf in your book, there's a story that um,
0: is about a turtle. So you know, we we think about animal companions as dogs and cats, and you know maybe um, you know maybe there's a horse in someone's life or you know, a variety of animals, but um, you don't normally think of animal companions as turtles or snakes, for instance. And um, can you share the story about the turtle in? in that classroom. That that was so interesting because yes. it, it brings into the awareness that it's, it's not just your normal kind of
1: animal relationship with dogs and cats. It actually goes far beyond that. It does. And Sherry and, and Gamera uh, live in Japan. Sherry actually has a, a school that she founded to teach English Speaking, you know to, uh, for the uh, for the uh, locals to learn English uh, and young children you know so if we're talking maybe four to ten years old I believe are the ages in her school and and when Sherry's daughter wanted to get a turtle it certainly wasn't something that she and her husband wanted but they wanted to honor you know their daughter's wish and at the time I believe you know they got Gat was, You know, maybe the size of a half dollar, English half dollar. So, um, what's interesting though about their relationship is that Sherry is an animal communicator and an intuitive and an empath. So, she's already connecting really deeply to any animal that's in the house. And she'd always got the sense that Gamera was this, you know, old soul, deep thinker. And when people and the children at the school would go up to him and look at Gamera, they would be get in this trance state, and a lot of times the children before that were very volatile or they were just discombobulated or ungrounded, and, you know, Sherry would get where she would tell the teachers, have them go out to Gamera <laughs> and just connect with him. Well, of course, young children, they love to, you know, look at turtles or fish or whatever. And and immediately they would get grounded and centered. And I just found it fascinating to hear all that, all the observations that Sherry had about what Gamera was doing for the students there. Because like you, we never know what these animals are doing. Is it just, okay, they're in this aquarium, you know, are they working and she said, "Oh yeah, he's working all the time." And would they feel the, the children feel different after going over and connecting with him? And I just thought that's extraordinary.
0: Well, I think it is extraordinary too. Although when you look at turtles, they always have this wise presence about about them. I mean, they're you know, especially when they're when they're old and ancient, right? They just have. You know they know things, <laughs> right. but yeah, um, yeah I, I love the fact that you know we, we have to, um, be, you know, appreciate all all the beings that are like you know, and be open to receive them. I want to. I, I have a question I want to ask you, Tammy. How do you counsel people who are going through the loss of a beloved animal
1: mm. companion?
0: What, what what do you offer people to that process
1: well I, I talk about this a lot in my second book and um, but I really like to help people look at loss of an animal as a, a, a time that they can that can be sacred and that they can honor the animal companion for all that the animal has done for them versus it be a place of fear and of course when we Experience a big loss and it's very difficult to recover from the loss, that's usually our inner child that's really connected to that animal who, you know, who has, the animal has been representing and filling their inner child in a way that they probably weren't, you know, as children. And so a lot of times when when they experience a loss, I will guide them to begin to fill their inner child. And send that love and tell that part of yourself that you're going to be okay and they're going to be on the other side and they're going to be – the relationship will still be there. It will just be different and that they can gift the animal and honor them by integrating those beautiful uh, beautiful tra- traits of learning self-love at a new level because then that animal has evolved and getting high fives on the other side like, hey, she or he got it, you know. That What I came to do, they're now integrating. You know, so I always tell people to take however long you need to take to grieve. And it's different and unique for each person. But the more you can actually let it out and maybe grieve with the other animals that are left in your house. If there's more animals in the house, they're going to be grieving as well. Grieve with them. Don't push it down. And try as much as possible to self-soothe with your inner child who's thinking, oh, my gosh, I've lost this golden light that made me feel so good. And so to honor the animal, you want to look in the mirror and imagine it's your animal looking at you and say, you know, that same beautiful golden light when you look at yourself, it's the same way that they were looking at you. And that way, that is a beautiful way that you can honor them.
0: You know, that's a beautiful reminder, I think we um, as a culture have such a difficult time with loss. And even though, you know, if you take on an animal, you know that you will probably survive them, right? So, you know Mm -hmm. that their their lives are not as long as yours, but it's always such a difficult time to let go of something you love. It's just our, our, our culture really has a hard time with that in general. So those it is, especially
1: things. 24-7. They're around us 24-7, so whenever we're around someone that much, it's a greater loss than when we see them a couple times a year, right? You know, so it's it's just, to me, it's not different. Sometimes it can be even harder than losing a person that's close to you because of how much you open up your hearts to animals and let them get in there so deeply because they're so safe to love. Well, mm. oh, Have you had experience experiences of
0: um, animals reincarnating back into the you know the person's life, but in you know in in a new in, in a new form, but same soul?
1: Absolutely, it happens all the time, and and this was all something that was new to me as well before I started this journey the last couple of decades, but I have seen it time and time and time again, and within my own animals as well. These last two uh, animals that I adopted, these two kitty brothers, I was very surprised to find out uh, the first sessions I did on them that both of them had been with me before in this life. And they really started that journey for me to to look more deeply at that how that navigates, how that works, how much, you know, a lot of people will know on a spiritual path that we have a soul group of different beings that will reincarnate with time and time again. But people don't realize a lot of times that we have animals that we will choose to reincarnate with time and time again. And we know that because when we recognize them, when we see them, and it's as if that, that, sense of familiarity is there where we haven't probably known and loved that being for a very long time. And that's what magnetizes people to be together.
0: And did you recognize them when they came into your life at first? Not
1: initially. It wasn't until... No, I was kicking and screaming. I... I did not want to get additional animals. I had, I had recently lost a couple at 17 and 18 years of age. I was still grieving and at that point I had a book tour going and, and I was going to be traveling and didn't want to bring two in. But every time I'm a meditator, so every time I close my eyes to meditate, I kept seeing, seeing these six gray kittens and I did not want it. And so I went into the room and I always coach people that when there's a bunch of signs, And there are really, you know, two by fours that you need to really wake up because there's probably something that your soul has planned that you're trying to wake up to. And when I found out that one of the, one of the local rescue organizations that I donate sessions to had a litter of six gray kittens, I said, I think I need to come meet them. (laughs) And, and then. And then I said they had a kitten room. They had free-roaming rooms, and they had a free-roaming kitten room. And there were all flavors in there, right, calicos and black ones and white ones and and gray ones, and I mean, just all types. And so I said I'm going to go in that room, and if I sit on the floor, and I'm not going to go towards any of them, and if two of them, because I always wanted two because I want them to have a buddy when I'm not home, I, and I said if two of them choose me, And they are, you know, they get along well. And that's the only way I'm bringing home, to. And as soon as I sat down, one of the gray kittens from that litter came over and was like, hi, I know you. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no, do I know this one? And then he he kept running and playing with one of the other ones. And then sooner, you know, maybe five minutes later, all of a sudden, both of them were sitting on my lap. And I and, and I did not encourage it. And I did not recognize them at that point. But the uh, the first time I did sessions on them, because they both had some work, you know, they both kind of came in with a, a couple little ailments that needed fixed. And so when I did sessions on them, they both showed me who they were the last time they were with me. Oh,
0: well, that must have been delightful for you to have that it
1: was yes it was but people tend to get that feeling too and they'll say you know I kind of they can act like so-and-so and And they'll you know the name of a dog that they had as a child or that they had in their teens or something and and if you get those little nudges where you think I think they're so-and-so then it probably is them and they won't be exactly alike because you're not exactly as you were the last time you were together. You changed a lot. And so your vibration is different. So you're going to call – their vibration is going to be different too. It's really fascinating.
0: It is fascinating. I have a friend who uh, who loves cats, and she's she was telling the story. She had a favorite cat, and, uh, and that cat had a little quirky behaviors, and it died. And, uh, she found another kitten and lo and behold, that kitten had all the same quirky behaviors. So she knew it was the reincarnation of, you know, her beloved cat. So, uh, you know, this is where life is magic, right? You know, we think we live in a rational world and actually we don't live in a rational, logical, left brain world at all. We live in a very magical universe where we have these incredible experiences that Really, should be accepted as part of what life is all about here. But um, because we're really not conditioned and taught to to embrace the 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 otherworldly side of this experience, <laughs> you know, we're always surprised. But but actually, we live in a very magical universe, and these things are happening all the time to us. And we just have to pay attention to
1: them. Yes, we're unlearning what we were taught, and that continues yeah. throughout our life, I think. I think we come in, you know, beautiful and perfect, and then we have to, as adults, we have to unlearn.
0: <laughs> That's it. Getting back to our, our pure essence. So, um, you know, in, in, in discussing your this this new book that you've written, The Animal Way Showers, um is there anything that you want to particularly share with people about this, you know, this message that has come through in your work?
1: Absolutely. And that I, I have to go in the direction all of my work, all of my books and my practice is always about what are the animals teaching you about yourself so that you can be your best self, so that you can emulate them. And you know, my favorite chapter in the book is is a chapter that talks about okay, so here are their, here are their gifts. Here are the my favorite my twelve favorite five D practices for you to continue to evolve that are important for humanity's soul growth, and and I'll you know I'll give a few of those, but I mean the the, the point I'm making is that these are the things that the animals are saying, yes, do this. I do this. Please emulate me. Do these things and you're going to be suffering a lot less. You're going to be having more of these magical synchronicities, as you said, that life is and you're going to see it all the time like they do, you know, in the land of acceptance and non-judgment and and forgiveness, you know, and peace. These are the things that the animals are wired for. And so, you know, I would say that, uh, well, off the top of my head, a couple of my favorite tips that I talk about in the book are, one of them is more vibrational awareness. And that that really speaks into what are the things in your life that you can tell lowers your vibration or gets you in a a bad mood? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you eating? What are you doing with your body? You know, these are the types of things that, that either lower your vibration to 3 having more 3D experiences which is where there's more suffering or you know is it going to raise your vibration up to more of those 5D frequencies where we can see that magic all the time happening around us because we're in that land we're in that higher level of consciousness so be really cognizant of what your you know, exposed to. What are you exposing yourself to? What gets you going? And try to eliminate those things as much as you can. I don't mean to put your head in the sand, of course. We've, we need to be current on what's happening in the world. I understand that. But the more we can say, oh, you know, when I am with so-and-so, I don't walk away feeling great. Or when I watch this, I get all riled up. You know, why am I still watching this or reading this? Um, so enhancing your level of self-love and and really leaning into the spiritual support that's always around you, always available to help you through whatever experiences you have. It's that feeling of belonging that we're all seeking and that animals come in and they fill this gap for, but they're really wanting us to self-fill, integrate what they're teaching us. We're never alone. We are never alone. There is a plethora of good that we can lean into from the spiritual realms that will support our every move.
0: So one of the important take-home messages as I'm listening to you is to perceive our the, the, the well, you know, animals in our in our life, and they come in in many different ways. Uh, you know, there's great stories of birds such as wild birds that just show up, right? Or someone finds a baby sparrow and takes it brings it back to life, and that animal becomes attached and lives with them. I mean, there are many ways that animals or the spirit is guiding these creatures to come into our life for healing. Purposes and and I think what you're sharing is pay attention to perceiving your animals in that light that these are wise beings that have chosen to appear in our reality at this time for um, healing for teaching for whatever however that may unfold but it's it's you know it's not just seeing. Your, your animal is as a, an animal <laughs> there's so much more to that being to be open to receive the gifts to receive the teachings to receive the healings that that being that consciousness is bringing to us
1: yeah they are they are beautifully in the universal flow such that they are responding to our vibration and whatever we need in that moment. So, yes, wake up and look at these ambassadors of love. Yeah, that's such a beautiful thought.
0: Um, I want you to be sure to share with us, Tammy, the, um, the work that you do. What, what are you, you know, offering people in terms of your services? Tell us a bit about what you are doing and what's available through your work. I know you work with humans and animals as well.
1: I do. Thank you for letting me share that. Um, I I offer many different services. Probably my signature uh, service is that I work in tandem with people and their animal because almost always, you know, if a person if a person is as called in an animal that has, let's say, separation anxiety or abandonment issues, you can bet that that animal is mirroring for them their own unhealed abandonment wounds. So I work in tandem where I connect energetically to both the animal and the person to help them work on what they came together to heal together. And that's probably my signature. I also obviously do individual sessions with animals and people. But then I also have these master classes, and I do have one that I'm launching on uh, February 2nd for on the contents of this book and it's really fun. I did the the test on this with 36 people in the fall and I bring in different speakers and different meditations and everyone gets to connect to different animals and get their personal messages from from these animal way showers. So I have these different master classes based on the contents in each book that I just love doing. And I promise you anyone in those classes is going to leave feeling uh, more connected to all there is and hopefully living more from 5D. That's my personal goal and intention that I'll hold for each masterclass. So, um, so go to my website, cannybuilds.com, and that's that's where all of my different services are, and that's where all of the dates for the uh, masterclasses are as well. Well, that's exciting. <clears throat>
0: An exciting project for the new year. So if people want to learn more i'm just going to give people your website again so they will be sure to check out the services so it's tammy billups dot com, and tammy is t-a-m-m-y billups dot com. and if you go to tammy's site then she um has lots of great information and great wisdom And, um, be available to do sessions, to book sessions. Obviously you work with people all over the world, Tammy. And, um, and now you have this class available. So, uh, go check out what Tammy is doing. It's a, it's a, it's a profound and fascinating world, um, being able to communicate with um, all of life. And um, particularly working with the animals, Tammy, it must be very exciting for you. And I'm sure you're, you know, so grateful that this world, this this sketch, has opened up to you in this lifetime.
1: Yes, I'm I'm very grateful. And the animals in my past, before my awakening, I I promise you, they saved my life. And so this is my way that I get to pay them back and help all animals uh, get their messages to their people. Yeah, what
0: a beautiful mission in life. So we only have a minute or so left. Do you have a final thought that
1: you'd like to share with everyone? Oh, you know, the, the animals really just want you to, everyone, to, to really increase and enhance their level of self-love. And that is their main mission in life is to is to, you know, have you do that. So just remember next time you look in the mirror to look at yourself like your animal does and you will be honoring them. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, you know, just to, to um, tie
0: it in with your latest book about ushering the life of the 5G consciousness, if we can also shift our perception to understanding that we have this being in our life that's a gift to teach us the the experience of unconditional love to uh, show us more wisdom and um, more strategies to live in a place of harmony, raising our frequency. That is so important right now because that is really what is needed at this point in the evolution of consciousness on this planet is to raise the frequencies. To love if we're going to transform this world we have to move into what is considered 5d right you know the dimension of, of unconditional love so it's beautiful for those that have animals in whatever way they show up in your life to thank them for being there for us to teach us and help us on this healing journey of really remembering who we are which is love so tammy thank you so much for this time With you, and thank you so much for the wonderful work you're doing in the world. And I'm sure all your animal beings are so happy that they (laughs) have found someone that can help (laughs) communicate and support their humans in this dimension. (laughs) Yes,
1: thank you, Doctor Cheryl. Such a pleasure, and thank you for all of your beautiful work in the world. Yes, thank you, and
0: uh, and thank everyone listening for another opportunity to have these wonderful, uplifting, transforming conversations. And uh, Tammy, thanks again for all that you do. Thanks for being here. And I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in again. And hopefully you'll be back again next week. And until then, may your week be filled with love, peace and harmony. Bye for now.